Today I'd love to offer a reflection on this important passage in which we hear about Jesus' call to his first disciples. And what's important here, for I think, for us to grasp is that we should see ourselves in each part of this narrative. Because here, they have an opportunity, as Jesus calls them, to go and cast out their nets, to bring in fish or followers, and to go on the journey of following Christ. And that, of course, is our, internal, our entire purpose. Who are you? You are a child of God. Why are you here to love and serve God? What, how do you do that? You follow Jesus. And so we then can read ourselves into that story both as the net casters and as the fish as we all go on our pilgrimage to follow Jesus. That's how we get closer in God. That's how we deepen our spiritual walk. But what I'd love to examine today is is that piece where we really take a close look at the ones who are around us on our pilgrim's way. And that's significant in many ways because there can be people in our lives who distract us from our mission, who make it harder to follow Jesus, who make it as if it's, it's so hard to hear God especially if someone teaches you anything outside of the questions, who are you a child of God? Why are you here to love and serve God? How do you do that to follow Jesus? If anyone is around you in your life who doesn't support that purpose and mission, then you will find challenge and heartache and pain. And so how do we write that? How do we handle the folks who take us off of our path and purpose and take us away from that? How do we look at a fish that's next to us that is dead and rotting, and how do we know what is good and nourishing in our lives? I think we take a look at the question of, does this person help me live towards that purpose, child of God? I am a child of God. I am loved by God. I am made in God's image. Does the person affirm that? Or do they make you believe something different? Now, we don't always have the power to get rid of people in our lives. Sometimes they're coworkers and we're not in a position to move. Sometimes they're part of a family that we can't restructure. And when we do this, it is very clear that boundaries help. Boundaries are the ways in which we, uh, I think Prentice Hall says it, that we allow ourselves to love each other in a way that doesn't harm one another. And that, I think, is what we can exercise as we evaluate who the people who will help us on our journeys might be. If someone is not helpful to your relationship with God, the most important thing you can do is to acknowledge that and know that and set some limits and say, I will not allow this person to have influence on my thinking about myself and about others. I will recognize that they are broken and hurt and trying to take me with them into that space and I will not allow that or I will do everything I can to resist it. Meanwhile, when we do that, 
That means that we free up so much space and time in our hearts for the people who actually help on the journey, who are there for us, who want to, to help us to feel more connected to God, to feel more loved, more love for ourselves and our neighbors, and for God. And I promise you, there is someone God is putting, you in, your, putting in your life to serve that purpose. And sometimes the, the epiphany is waking up to that and thinking about how you can make more space for them as they make space for you and you go on this journey together. Friends in Christ, know your friends in Christ. Know your enemy, pray for them, even if they persecute you, but address them with clarity and with boundaries. And then, as we do all this, our hearts sing. We dance in the Holy Spirit. We are infused with grace, and we have people who can catch us when it looks like we're going to fall. They are in your life, my friend. And if you don't see them yet, make that your highest priority to find them. You have this before you. Just let God show you how. Amen.